Tuesday, August 13th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Back from a much-needed week break. Definitely appreciate Dave Biddle stepping in and producing award-winning content in my absence. But it's Tuesday. I'm back with Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it, my brother? Hey, we're closer to football season, so the weather's, weather's getting better. You know, it's not in the 90s anymore, so... I'm in I'm at a good place here. We're going to continue with Dwayne's unit by unit previews today. Obviously as these progress we have a little more information to work with because we've seen a little bit more, we've heard a little bit more, etc. And today is a big one because as has been mentioned, this is arguably the group with the most questions to answer into the season, and that is the linebackers. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to go through in chronological order by jersey number. Dwayne's going to give you a breakdown of each guy, where he expects him to show up, where he'd put him, et cetera. We're going to waste no time. Number five, Baron Browning. We, we need this kid to emerge, Dan. We've been waiting on him. You know, we put him in the middle. I don't know if that was ever a good spot for him. Uh... We'll see. We're, we're hearing the we're hearing the talk. We, we you know with uh, I I say that uh, Irvin Meyer had a a doctorate in in coach speak. He would just say whatever he needed to say to get off the uh, you know he he wouldn't tell you anything. He would talk a lot, just wouldn't say anything, and that's coach speak. And we're hearing that Browning is finding his game. Uh, Middle linebacker, he's got to be responsible, making sure everybody's in place. Maybe we need to move this kid outside and just let him move more, run more, just play the game. You know, look at Malik Harrison. He just flies around. And by the end of last season, he was an all-Big Ten linebacker. So, you know, I would like to see Browning outside more. Really, I'd like to at least look at him at defensive end. He's such he's one of the most unique athletes that we brought into this program. He is a special athlete, a specimen. And I don't know if we've ever really used him at at his best. I mean, putting him in the middle, you think, well, with that kind of athleticism, he'll just, just let him run to the ball. Well, maybe in this newer system where there's less thinking, more running, maybe he's going to thrive. We'll see right now. When I uh, uh, look at Baron Browning, got his name written down on paper, I put a question mark there. We don't know. So if he ever gets to be the player that he showed in high school, we got something special. There's no question from a physical perspective he's as gifted as anyone they've brought in his position. He's also a coach's son. My hope is Al Washington can get through to him and uh, do for him what they couldn't what couldn't be done with the prior regime. So I'm going to be a little bit patient with Barron, considering I'm not sure he's gotten the correct coaching to this point, and he's one of those talents that you have to wait on, given the possible upside. Next up, number seven, Taraja Mitchell. This is a kid, I'm telling you, I love what I've seen out of him off the, you know, not in a game, obviously. Last year we were, uh, you know, about this time we're like, this kid is way overweight. But what did he do? He fixed that. So this kid is focused. And then in the spring, he flashed all game in the spring game. 
this is a guy that's got a nose for the football, and he runs to the ball. He gets there with a bad attitude. That's I, I really think that we could see Roger Mitchell as the season rolls along. I think he's going to force himself into the lineup more and more. The more confidence the coaches have in him, the that you know they they realize that he's not going to be in there doing dumb stuff and making mistakes, and and he's going to make plays. I think we see more and more of him. He's just a better athlete than Tough Portland. I can't disagree with any of that. Number sixteen, true freshman Cade Stover. Stover's going to get on the field somewhere. You you got to find a place for this guy. He is he is. Let's just be honest about it. He's like Darren Brown. He's just so much the more superior athlete than the other guys around him. And, you know, what he did in high school, you look at that and you're like, well, he's a superior athlete in a small school situation. Yeah, what did he do? He absolutely, completely dominated. That's what you expect when you've got somebody out there that is better than everybody else. So, I expect Kate Stover to force some more, force somebody to to have less reps. Put him on the outside, and and you know just turn him loose a bit. Don't don't make him think a lot. Don't make him check down this this and this. Just let him run to the football. See what happens. I think he plays uh, as a freshman, and again, he's another kid that I think is going to get on the field more and more as the coaches realize he's he's not going. He's he is. Uh, uh, being responsible, he does have his responsibilities down, and he's not going to be making mistakes out there, and he's making plays for us. I think that's what the coaches are going to look for out of any of these guys, and the ones that are doing that, they're going to get on the field more. I would expect him to be a major special teams contributor early, and then after that, the sky is the limit. You mentioned his high school exploits. If you ever want to see a high school game where it looks like you started the game and then someone invited their big brother to come play with everybody, that is Cade Stover at Lexington. Number 19, Dallas Gant. Well, right now he's he's uh, he's in the mix and in the two deep. And I remember watching his high school film, and I said the only thing – that is going to keep this kid from playing early is his size. He needs to add some weight. Well, he's added some weight. Outstanding. Everybody needs to, if there's one name that we've talked about here that you, you want to look out for is Dallas Gant. I'm telling you, this kid can play. He can run. He's got great instincts. I call it read, react, run. And that's what he does at a, at a high level. He does all those things at a high level. Dallas Gant can take somebody's start job. Trust me on that. Definitely waiting on Dallas Gant. Heard a lot of good stuff about him. He needs to gain some weight. That's what I heard this summer. He's doing so. But to me, Dallas Gant has a bright, bright future in front of him. And actually, it's kind of an NFL prototype waiting to happen here if he can put it all together. Number 20, he played a lot. Will he play as much this year? We don't hear about him quite as much. Pete Werner. Well, you don't hear about him quite as much because he could disappear. He could just be a kid that you're like, we only have 10 players out there, and then all of a sudden, here's he one, he's making a play. Uh, he's just that kind of a kid. He, uh, you know, just appears all of a sudden. He's really good attacking the line of scrimmage. Don't, you know, don't make him 
uh, Reed Rick, and he's really not very good at picking on uh, uh, blockers. But just how many times is he in the backfield make a play? He made a few plays. I, I just really think that Dallas Gant in particular is going to be a real threat to take his job. Dallas Gant is just a superior athlete, and uh, Werner is just not that consistent. He does not do what he needs to do too often. So uh, that's a change I could see happening uh, as sometime uh, later on in the season, maybe mid-season or later, we could see Gant uh, uh, take Werner's job. That's really, uh, you know, if Werner becomes consistent, if he's a guy we can we can count on more, well, he's a veteran. They're going to give him a nod. You're going to go with the experienced guy. But I just got a feeling that uh, Gant is just going to be uh, too much of a threat. He'll take the job. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break to talk about the most polarizing player at the position. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And we're back chronologically, number thirty-two, Tough Borland. I I really you know I as a Buckeye you hate to say anything negative. I just really didn't see anything out of Tough Borland. I didn't see enough out of Tough Borland uh, before his injury. I I don't know why this guy. I was not a big fan of his coming out of high school. I didn't get. That the you know that we were going to offer Tough Borland, and I haven't seen anything from him since that says that this was a this was a good offer. He he just hasn't gotten it done. And after the injury, how many times did we see him just get people just run by him? It was not it was not fun to watch Tough Borland play football last year. He missed tackles when he did get there. I don't know uh, you know. The, the the what we hear, Dan, is that he's the one that knows the defense, he's the one that can get everybody in place. Okay, um whatever. I, I just <laughs> that didn't seem to help last year. That defense was a sieve. And I understand that um that we had a uh, the coach is just trying to make the defense too complicated, and he had kids thinking instead of running. That seems to be a really strong consensus that that uh, he wouldn't back out of that. Even he had look how many productive defenses he had doing it a much simpler way. And you know, Borland, it did not seem to help. We did not. We were not a good linebacking unit at all. We weren't a great defense at all, and we definitely were not even a good linebacker unit. So I, I don't know about that, Dan. I, I would like to. I hope that we have somebody better than Tough Borland, and I hope that the coaches let him play. I liked what I saw on Mitchell in spring. Baron Browning is such a superior athlete. 
we need to be better at middle linebacker, whether it's Tough Borland or one of the other two there. We will see. Um, we've, we've just got to be better. I, I don't know if we've ever seen anybody come back from the type of injury he had and still be, uh, you know, the same same athlete. Just and he showed it on the field, and you know, people say, well, he was still getting over the injury. Then what's he on the field for? If he's not ready to play football, then why is he out there on the field? So uh, let's just leave it at that. That we got to be better middle linebacker, whoever it is. Yeah, one thing's for sure, Tough Borland is under the microscope, especially here at Bucknuts. You will be able to follow this on the front row, and there will be plenty of people weighing in, both experts and Bucknuts uh, members alike. Number 36, Kavon Pope. Well, really, it's just, uh, you know, uh, he's a great high school player, and and uh, I just expecting him a red shirt this year. There's a lot of bodies out there, Dan. It's it's not like we don't have numbers. We're looking for, for body people to play. We've got plenty. It's just finding somebody who's going to be better than we were last year. So I mean if the kid could play, if it if he's showing out, we gotta we gotta let him get on the field. We were not good enough at linebacker last year. I think that the entirety of Buckeye Nation would agree with that. Let's get three guys out there that can make plays. And if this kid is one, fine. But I just got a suspicion that we've got some guys ahead of him on the depth chart, and he's going to redshirt. If he doesn't redshirt, we can expect him to be, again, a guy who gets it done on special teams, much like this next guy who I expect is facing the same kind of question, number 37, Craig Young. Yeah, he's well. We don't even know. He, you want to talk about an ideal redshirt candidate? He hasn't filled out yet. He's a kid that is very fast, especially for his size. Uh, I don't know if he's ready to play linebacker yet. He he's got a he, he needs to get down to the linebacker one on one and get started learning how to play linebacker, adding some weight. So I think he's an ideal candidate. But I think that was a great offer. So much of this is about getting superior athletes and coaching them up. And if there's ever been a candidate that fits all that criteria, checks all the boxes, it's Craig Young. You know, he was a wide receiver in high school, and we watched him run away from people. He was a track star. Right now it's about adding weight and learning for him. So I'd be very surprised. Well, we may take advantage of the the uh, games that, that – are allowed, you know, in that, uh, what is it, four games that they can yep, play the Richard in. window, yep. Yeah, he should absolutely play as much as possible there. So should Pope. Get those guys out there and get them on a football field and see what's going on. The speed of the game is really something when players talk about going from high school to college, they say that's the one adaptation they have to make is everybody's fast. Everybody's athletic, everybody's stronger. So getting them out there and getting them a taste of that, I think it's crazy not to take advantage of everything you can there. So uh, we'll get him out there, but don't expect him to to be in the in the rotation. He's just 
doesn't he doesn't I don't think he played linebacker at all in high school. I think he played defensive back when he was uh, on the field on defense. So uh, yeah, he's an ideal candidate for redshirt. You know, we've created the position of athlete in recruiting so that we can have a spot for people. Craig Young would fall into the jumbo athlete category if we're going to get even a little more granular. All right, number 39, without question, the best linebacker on the roster and a guy who has a chance to, I think, make some serious cash on Sundays. He has a good, healthy season. That's Malik Harrison. Uh, You want to talk about, you know, he was solid all year, but the last about four games, this guy looked like an All-American. He was all over the field, making plays, just being the kind of linebacker we expected Ohio State. He looked outstanding, and I, I think it may be just that they they turned the kid loose and just said, "Make plays, run," and and that's go back to high school. He was a really got everybody's attention first as an offensive player, played both receiver and quarterback, and he was just he looked and he said, "Athlete." You were just talking about that. We recruit athletes. Well, we always thought that Harrison would end up a linebacker, and he showed what kind of linebacker he can be. He's finally gotten the experience. I think he's it's finally, you know, coming natural to him, and we saw easily the best linebacker wearing, uh, wearing scarlet and gray last year, and I expect him to pick up where he left off and, and just be uh, a special kid, as you said, somebody who's getting ready to uh, be able to buy his mother a house. I think we see that kind of athlete. He's got ideal um, prototype uh, uh, stats as far as size, weight. He's going to run well. So uh, that's the guy that we know one linebacker spot is not going to be changing hands. He he might have a a second, but uh, he is a starter. There's no question. Get out the ink pen. Malik Harrison is is going to be a starting linebacker on the football team. Yeah, there's two more linebackers on the roster, Tommy Eichenberg and Justin Hilliard. We expect them to either redshirt, and Hilliard's been hurt, so we'll deal with that as his About Harrison, you know, as we look at Al Washington, we say, how can he get the underperforming linebackers to get up to a respectable level? I also think we need to see what Washington can do with Harrison in that he needs to take a really good guy and take him to the next level, get him into the Ryan Shazier, Darren Lee category in terms of productivity. If we can do that, I'd be very impressed with Washington, and I think it would go a long way towards making the linebacker court even more impressive than it could be. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Keep it locked in here all day, Bucknutters. Have a good one.